Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, December 11th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. I am coming to you from, I believe this is Terminal B at LaGuardia Airport, waiting for my flight to take me back from New York to Orlando. It is now exactly 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm sitting here actually waiting for the security to open so I can actually get through security to my gate, but I am here um, recording an episode after a four-show day. If you want to hear all about all of the rest of the shows and everything that I saw earlier in the week, you can have to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. So uh, I know the audio won't be great. I don't have my big fancy mic plugged in. I've just got some headphone mics uh, on here, and there's obviously some ambient noise in the back, so I apologize about that, but I did want to make sure that we got you every little bit of news that we have. It's not a ton, but we did have a Broadway opening on Sunday night, and I want to talk to you about all of the things happening on the theatrical schedule this coming week. Most importantly, there are a ton of phenomenal off-Broadway shows that are closing on Sunday that I want to get through. So let's head into the news. Starting first with the fact that on Sunday night over at the Velasco Theater, the new musical How to Dance in Ohio officially opened. The new musical is based on a documentary film, also called How to Dance in Ohio, by Alexandra Shiva. It is directed by Sammy Knold, choreographed by Mady Natalio. It features a book and lyrics by Rebecca Greer Molosic and music by Jacob Yandora. The story is about a group of young people, some in high school, some a little older than high school, who are neurodivergent or on the autism spectrum in some way or another. And every single one of those characters, as you can hear an announcement in the background here at LaGuardia, all of those characters are played by actors who are autistic. Some of the familiar names that you might know from uh, previous Broadway shows playing some of the adults and parents in the show are Haven Burton, Berlicia Searcy, Cesar Samoya, who effectively plays the lead. I guess he's probably the lead uh, of the whole cast. He plays the doctor, the therapist who oversees the group that all of these young people are in. The official description reads, quote, based on the Peabody award-winning HBO documentary, How to Dance in Ohio is a heart-filled new musical exploring the need to connect and the courage it takes to step out into the world. At a group counseling center in Columbus, Ohio, Go Bucks, seven autistic young adults prepare for a spring formal dance, a rite of passage that breaks open their routines and sets off hilarious and heartbreaking encounters. As of recording time, review aggregator site Did They Like It has collected 10 reviews. Five of them were positive and five were mixed. None of them were negative. And this is mostly how I feel about it. I saw the show earlier in the week and I did not comment about it on my travelogue episodes because it hadn't opened yet. So I wasn't able to do that due to embargoes. But I'll talk about a little bit about my thoughts here at the end. But I, I feel fairly in line with this consensus of it being a good show. Not a great show, not not even necessarily a particularly memorable show, but a show that while it might not get a ton right, when it does get things right, it, it gets them very, very right. But let's start off with the review from Jesse Green of the New York Times, who was mixed, I, I, I would say, um, not positive, but not negative. He opens his review by saying, quote, It would have been enough of a first for a Broadway musical to tell a respectful or even vaguely authentic story about autistic people. On the rare occasions we have seen such characters represented in commercial productions, they have mostly been objects of pity, mockery, or fear. So it is a welcome change that the seven autistic characters in How to Dance in Ohio are presented without condescension as young adults a lot like most others, albeit with unusual gifts and challenges. That they are also played by autistic performers makes the feel-good show, which opened on Sunday at the Belasco Theater, more than a first. It's a milestone. 
With all that groundbreaking, perhaps it is no surprise that the production is otherwise very conventional, sometimes dispiritingly so. Just as the characters struggle to conform to the expectations of a neurotypical world, you fear the musical doing a similar thing. Looking at traditional models like the prom instead of offbeat ones like Kimberly Kimbo, that would be a better fit. And though the result is sometimes uplifting, the uplift comes at the expense of the depth and complexity the show might have achieved were it not so intent on cheerful persuasion. It is not often that I uh, agree with Jesse Green. In fact, I make it a point to try to do it as little as possible, but uh, I, I do feel fairly similar to Jesse. Adam Feldman of Time Out in New York, however, was positive. He gave the show four out of five stars, and he said, quote, Directed with sensitivity by Sammy Knold, How to Dance in Ohio is an underdog itself. A modest production of an original musical that originated in Syracuse, New York, and, like another sincerely inspirational audience pleaser come from away, rose on its own merits without big stars, hit songs, or well-known pop culture IP. I understand the reason to try to connect this show to come from away, not just because Cesar Samoya is is uh, one of the stars of both, but the, it, it is a genuinely earnest story trying to be positive in a way that tells a story that wouldn't otherwise get told perhaps on a Broadway stage. But I will say the biggest thing that I agree with in Adam's little blurb there that I just read is the fact that it does not have hit songs. There's one big song. It's the one that was featured in all of the promotional materials, including on the makes his Thanksgiving day parade, gaining momentum, I believe is what it, what it's called, but everything else is very safe, very conventional, very much something that it sounds like every song is more or less the same. So um, that, that, I think, is, is one of the issues that we have, is that it is fairly bland outside of the, the, the interesting concept around telling a story that probably doesn't get told on Broadway nearly enough. I, I will say Tim Tiemann of The Daily Beast was also positive, saying, quote, The meaningful welcome impact of How to Dance in Ohio is the twinned jolt of emotion and insight into a world you may not, if you are not autistic, have had much notion of. It's that wonderful jolt you get when you hear or see or understand a new story or a set of new perspectives. And I feel like a lot of the reviews kind of said something similar here where they weren't actually praising the show itself. They were praising what the show was trying to do. And I think that's all well and good. And I think that deserves a lot of credit, but it just wasn't done super well as far as I was concerned. You know, I'm very reluctant to ever agree with anything Johnny Olixinski says from the New York Post, but I do agree when he said, quote, as groundbreaking as How to Dance in Ohio is as an idea, its execution across the board does not match its admirable intentions. And to me, that's where it comes down. Lots of really good in it, but it just does not hit. But the intentions that they are trying to get to is really the best part of the whole show. All right, let's run through this week's theatrical schedule. I'm going to keep it brief here. On Tuesday, we have the opening from the Atlantic Theater Company of the Buena Vista Social Club, uh, movie to musical adaptation. That show is currently scheduled to run through January 21st. Then on Sunday, December 17th, the new off-Broadway production of Tennessee Williams' The Night of the Iguana will open off-Broadway. It is not a signature theater production, but it is running at the Signature Center. That one is currently set to run through February 25th. Now, in terms of the stuff that I want to talk about primarily in this week's theatrical schedule is all of the incredible off-Broadway shows that will be closing on Sunday, December 17th. 
That starts with Covenant from the Roundabout Theater Company, Off-Broadway, Sabbath's Theater from the new group, Waiting for Godot from Theater for a New Audience. I saw Ashley Steves this weekend, and she raved about this production. Spain from Second Stage. And then a handful of shows that I actually saw um, this week, Stereophonic from Playwrights Horizons, which I think was fantastic. Maybe it's slightly overhyped compared to what everybody was talking about it, but I thought it was riveting, and I can't wait to see it again later this season in a theater that is probably a little bigger than the one it is in now. I saw, I can get it for you wholesale from the Classic Stage Company for the second time on this trip. I understand why. But I really am disappointed that this show didn't find a, a wider audience and have even more extensions because I think it is a phenomenal production. I think it's a very interesting show and one that really speaks to many of the moments that we are experience, uh, experiencing right now in our society. So I, I wish that that had had a little bit more of a pickup. And when I went and saw it on Saturday night, there were many, many seats open and I was disappointed about that. Then the Public Theater, also closing on Sunday, is Manhattan, which is a show that I saw on uh, on Sunday night. Really, really fantastic. Really great show. Great performances. Very well told. An interesting story that weaves together both a modern and, and centuries-old storyline to uh, very positive effects. And then the last one I want to talk about is the fact that Scene Partners is closing at the Vineyard Theater on the 17th, but... As we've talked about before, there is going to be a live stream from December 15th through the 17th. It'll actually be four performances uh, over the course of those days. If you want information on how you can get that live stream, I will have that in the show notes alongside links um, for all of the other productions that we talked about. All right, let's move on into some other news. Last Friday, it was announced that Saturday Night Live alum Daryl Hammond will be bringing a new solo show to the Mediterranean Theater off-Broadway, thanks to Audible. It is directed by Christopher Ashley, and it is called Cray. It'll have just five performances from January 16th through the 20th, of course, because this is at Mediterranean and part of Audible Theater. This is going to be something that will be recorded then available for people to listen to via Audible. This will be the New York premiere of the show, but it previously had a run at California's La Jolla Playhouse. Of course, that is where Christopher Ashley is the artistic director. It was um, all the way back in 2015, though. It was called the Daryl Hammond Project at the time. The show will take audiences through Daryl Hammond's life and mind as a comedian, and he will play more than 60 characters during each performance. We also got last week the complete company for the upcoming Broadway premiere of The Outsiders, a new musical. We already knew all of the principals, but we do now know everybody that will be in the ensemble. If you want to check that out, we will have it in the show notes. The show will begin performances at the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater on March 16th, ahead of an April 11th opening. And in case you forgot, tonight is the final night that you can go to a movie theater, hopefully around your area, and check out the Waitress Pro Tape that uh, has been available via Fathom Events over the last five days. Um, However, if you cannot make it to the theater, you will be able to purchase it via streaming services um, like like Prime Video or Apple TV where you can rent and buy things. There's no date exactly for when this is available, but you can start to pre-order it on various services, including Amazon. So if you wanna make sure that you have this available as soon as you possibly can watch it at home, We will have a link for you to do that in the show notes. All right, everybody, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio, and you can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW Matt. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.